It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're coming to you after day two of the 2022 NFL draft. The Bengals have added two more players. They traded up in a shocking move, to some degree shocking. We'll talk about those players. Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska in the second round and Zachary Carter from Florida in the third round. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you're new to the show, checking us out because the NFL draft is going on. We're a five times daily Bengals podcast. We're on, as I mentioned, all the podcast platforms and on YouTube. So if you're new, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, and we'll cover the Bengals for you five days a week, every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. If you are an existing listener and James, let's get on into that second round. Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska after trading up just a handful of spots, giving up 209, I believe, mm-hmm. to move up those couple spots with Buffalo. What was your first impression of the selection of Cam Taylor Britt? Uh, two things. One, yeah, you give up a sixth rounder, you move up three spots in the, the second round worth it if you're getting your guy we've talked about how shallow the cornerback class is after really we said round three that there's one guy in round three and Kobe Bryant actually is still on the board but clearly after listening to to Zach Taylor and Luana Rumo talk about these guys or talk about Cam Taylor Britt it was a target of theirs and it was a guy they wanted it was a guy they they had to have and uh, first reaction was, I'm pretty sure that was it, Cam Taylor Britt was in my what I would do mock. So, I, you know, I think that the Bengals are, are doing something right, right? Because they were able to get the, the guy in Daxton Hill, who I think is a you know, freakish athlete and can help them on defense. And then they still got a corner who's also athletic, extremely fast, ran a 4.38 as well at the 40-yard dash, and is super competitive. I mean, this kid... He was talking on a conference call. You could feel him competing. Like if I was like, hey, Cam, we're about to arm wrestle. This dude would be like, all right, I'm about to fly there and kick your ass in arm wrestling. Like he's that type of dude. He brought that kind of energy. Said he couldn't wait to play with Jamar Chase and and T. Higgins and line up against them and practice and face them and couldn't wait for that. I even asked him, I was like, well, you're so competitive. I was like, Daxton Hill ran the same 4-3-8 you did. And he was like, we can race. (laughs) And he said he was down to race. Like, so th- this guy from a personality standpoint is, uh, you know, off the charts. And th- the Bengals, they like the size, length, um, and athleticism. And he's much like Hill, versatile. I mean, he's lined up at safety. He's lined up at nickel. He's played, you know, outside. And I think that's where they want him to play. It's not like they're drafting a bunch of safeties, ladies and gentlemen. That's not what they're doing. But uh, it is nice that he can play multiple spots if you need him to. 
Yeah, I think he's going to be an outside corner. That's, I think, what Lou Anarumo and or Zach Taylor said in their press conference. That's where he's going to at least start his career. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because that's what they need, right? Yeah. But if Mike Hilton gets nicked up and you need him to, to slide over for whatever reason, then, you know, he can do that too, which is always nice. And we watched one game of his. We watched him against Michigan as we were doing our, our live stream, and he looks like a second-round corner. There are some things to like. The speed shows up from time to time. He has a hard time getting off blocks sometimes. He's played mostly zone in the one game that we watched this afternoon and or this evening, I should say. And and there are a few things to like there. I think he finds the ball pretty well in the air, although I've seen others criticize his ball skills. And mm-hmm. look, he's not a first-round corner for a reason here, but had elite productivity. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that we talked about yesterday with Daxton Hill at safety, something they really like at safety elite market share productivity, as we talked about with Joe Goodberry and Jim metrics. Uh, and like you said, that four, three, eight, uh, at times looks a little bit stiff to change direction. looks a little bit, uh, like he has some balance issues from time to time when he tries to play it coming out of a backpedal, but that doesn't show up all the time. And there's more good than bad. I thought on his tape, the competitiveness certainly shows up. And uh, it's interesting to hear that he's so swaggy in his interview as well. I didn't get to listen to that. But the most important thing is probably that his nickname is Cam Juice. Yeah, it's Juice. What about that? How about that? How about that foreshadowing, you know, and, and he, he certainly brings juice and uh, your guy, Stanley Morgan Jr., who I'm going to stay his name right, even though you don't say his name right. You call him Morgan Stanley for our new listeners uh, by accident, of course. But Stanley Morgan Jr., they know each other really well and they played w- with each other at, at Nebraska. And he's like, oh, that's my older brother. He was like, that's who, he, you know, kind of set the standard. And in that part of it's fun, too, because Stanley Morgan is such a hard knows practice player and brings it and and has created this, you know, role on this team, signed a two-year deal this offseason. And uh yeah, he's uh you know, that's kind of the blueprint. Now Cam Taylor Britt's a different type of prospect, different type of all that stuff. But uh certainly good to to have that part of it as well. But no, I, I look he's he's not a first round corner, but let's do an either or, right? I mean, think about who was there at 31 versus what they ended up getting. Like, I, I like this this version where you have clearly the top player on their board, and I confirm that, Dax Hill. By the way, he goes by Dax. I need to stop saying Daxton. He told me that. Dax, 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 um, which is easier to say, so why would I go the full length? Anyways, uh, Dax Hill, and, uh, and then you get a guy, Cam Taylor Britt, who, much like I thought, I don't think the Bengals were going to have the corner. I mean, maybe Elam. But whatever corner they got early, I don't think it was like, oh, yeah, you're going to take Eli Apple's job from the get-go. Now, could Cam Taylor Britt earn it? Sure, of course. But the the Bengals said multiple times today, yeah, we didn't need any starters. Like our, our starting lineup is kind of set on defense. So it, it, that's uh, it's quite interesting. I also noticed in one of the draft room videos that Brian Callahan was wearing a sweatshirt tonight while Lou Anarumo still had his collared shirt on. So – Maybe some it, foreshadowing there as well. It's funny you mentioned that because I uh, I talked to Brian about that and someone brought it up and we were talking about it. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it's funny. Um, I don't think that was direct, you know, and I made that comment after the first round and uh, who who tweeted it? Someone tweeted it out 
And uh, I, I saw it on my timeline, and that's why it got brought up. Someone else saw it on Twitter. Oh yeah, but that that wasn't my plan, you know, a plan for him. But it was uh, it was quite funny. But yeah, I uh, I would expect to see Brian Callahan at least a few times on Saturday. They still have four picks, even though they moved that sixth rounder. So we'll see. But you were right, defense, defense, defense. Um, and, and first time since 1998 that they've done this, I believe. So the Bengals wanted defense, and, and they got it. And the other thing, and, and we'll talk about uh, Zach Carter, Zachary Carter, uh, the defensive tackle. But you mentioned Cam Taylor-Britt's production. We yeah. talked about his athleticism. Dak's the same way. All these guys, you, you look at you, you know the relative athletic score, they all scored pretty high, and they were all productive. And, and so that part of it, you know, I, I think there's a theme there. You know, athletes that were productive at big-time schools. Yeah, and I thought, uh, you know, from a grade perspective, if I were to give this an instant grade, Cam Taylor Britt's probably like a B again for me. There are some guys I would have taken instead at different positions. And if they were clearly for the Bengals, they had Cam Taylor Britt at the top Hi. of their board. They traded up. Yep. They traded up, and they never trade up. They didn't give up much, but they traded up. They gave up a full pick. And I know it's a six-round pick. They gave up a full pick to go Can you up. give up a half pick? You, yeah, and a pick swap. Like oh, you, you trade a six yeah, or a seven. I, yeah, I guess. Sure, yeah. But they're picking yeah. at the end of the set. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a pick swap situation where they gave up a six for a seventh. It's a full. Sure. Yeah, that's all I mean. Yeah. But yeah. they really like Cam Taylor Britt. And you go look at the video yesterday of the draft room when they select Daxton Hill, and you see this guy come out of nowhere and have the hardest, loudest handshake I've ever heard in my life. And it's Andrew Johnson, who's one of the Bengals scouts. And he was interviewed. I think it was Bengals.com. That was his favorite player in the entire draft. So you talk about the first two picks the Bengals have made here. Mm -hmm. One of their scouts' favorite players in the draft in Dax Hill and a guy they were willing to trade up for. Mm -hmm. And given their history, that tells you what they think of both these guys. And we'll find out in time whether they're the right picks. Zachary Carter, a bit more controversial, I would say. <laughs> In the yes. third round, we'll dive into Zachary Carter coming up next. We already talked about Cam Taylor Britt and his swag, his juice that he brings. Well, he's got to get some shady rays in his life. And, and, you know, obviously he can't wear them on the field, but you're talking about quality sunglasses for what? Second round money, right? You don't have to spend as much. And and that's the, the beauty of Shady Rays because you're, you're not spending $200 plus on quality sunglasses. You're getting them at a reasonable price, but they are high end. They look awesome. And by the way, if you lose them, if you sit on them in your car or something, you break them, they're going to replace them for free. It's that, it's that simple. Lost for free. Bra broken they replace them for free. So you got to get the shadyrays.com right now. And the best part, you're going to get 50% off your order of two or more pair of polarized sunglasses with promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. Promo code locked on. You'll get 50% off your order of two or more. So you could buy seven, you could buy 17, you could buy 85. Doesn't matter. You can do it right now. Shadyrays.com. Promo code locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you mentioned that Cam Taylor Britt was a player that you selected in one of your What Would I Do mock drafts. In your what official What Would I Do mm-hmm. mock draft that we released on Monday. Can you give it a quick grade before we dive into Zachary Taylor, the selection of Cam Taylor Britt after trading up in the second round? It's probably a B because you're grading it by itself, right? And, and But to me, the reason I, I like Cam Taylor Britt and I like the idea of going corner round two was because of the idea that a lot of people were in on, which was the Kyler Gordon round one or Andrew Booth Jr. who fell out of the top 40 round one. And that would feel like a reach to me. And I didn't want to feel the need to reach. And so on its own, Cam Taylor Britt, I think it's a B. But it also allowed you to get, you know, because you're confident that he could play corner and you like him as a prospect, it allowed you to take a, a Dax Hill who's at the top of your board. So it, it's a package deal and we can get to full grades later. But yeah, for, for that exact guy, I would give it a B, which is uh, it's pretty damn good because you you not only pass with a, a, a B, you get a diploma and you get to, to salute and do uh, whatever you do. It's graduation season. So shout out to all those those people that are graduating. Good shout. Graduation season. I haven't thought about that in years, which makes me feel very old. You are old. You picked Cam Taylor Britt in your What Would I Do mock. Yep. I picked Zachary Carter, you You might remember, in my What Will They Do mock. And it was a pick that I was the least confident in. You were. And it was the one one that you were like, I I want that one back. Because I think you had already had a defensive lineman, and, and that was the one you doubled down on. Yeah, I can't remember the specifics. Unfortunately, I'm glad you do. I'm going to have to go back and watch the episode to see who I drafted. (laughs) Uh, But Zachary Carter, I drafted for the Bengals in the fourth round Mm -hmm. of the what will they do mock. And it was because he fits their profile in a lot of ways for a defensive tackle who has some versatility. 282 pounds, 6'4", played inside and outside of Florida. And his role with Cincinnati is going to be inside. And so there will be a transition, I think, for Zachary Carter, especially as I heard from the press conference, he's going to start at three tech and then maybe kick out to five tech, which is which means he's lining up outside the guard instead of over the tackle. So between the guard and tackle versus over over the tackle. And so given where Zachary Carter will play for the Bengals, there will be, there will be a transition. He played all over the place for Florida had varying levels of productivity depending on where you look, but his market share productivity thresholds that we talked about with Joe Goodberry come in, as Joe tweeted, just shy of Pro Bowl thresholds. His athleticism is above average, but some of the explosion testing wasn't great, and the explosion testing would be the jumps. However, was a fairly productive player at Florida. It just feels... Like this for the consensus, for the public perception, was a little bit early and was early compared to where I mocked him to them, even though I got the player right. So pat myself on the back, I guess. But I was around later. And the last time this happened, I think I was around later on Logan Wilson, too. And they drafted him around before I had him. And he turned out okay. I thought so it was Logan the other Wilson's way, any indicator. But maybe I'm wrong. What's that? 
It wasn't. I thought it was the other way, but maybe I'm wrong because I don't think you had him 33rd overall either, Logan Wilson. So no, I, I had Logan Wilson one round later. I had him in the fourth, and they picked him in the third. Gotcha. So same okay. same deal. Yep. Um, couple things. One, I think he was productive. I mean, he had eight sacks, eleven mm-hmm. tackles for loss. Um, he did play three tech. You know, some at Florida already. I mean, so th- all of those things make sense. I I just think. And this is when we went into the draft, it was, you know, the consensus is going to be different. And I think there have been some surprises and some guys that went higher and, and then and lower. And this is a guy, look, Perry and Winfrey's still available. There's got to so, be something wrong there, right? Th- there's got to be because I, I had it written. I had the story written for 63rd overall. Yeah. And I talked to a couple of people, not internally with the Bengals, but here. And it was like, oh, yeah, Winfrey would make sense. And then 95th overall, I'm like, all right, it's he's still there. Like you're taking him because they still needed the defensive tackle. Yep. And, and they went with Zachary Carter. So there's gotta be something there, but I, I do look at it and you're right. He wasn't the overall relative athletic scores high, but yeah, there's some things that aren't great on it, but did have a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, number production, the traditional numbers that you want to see. Um, so I, I like that part of it, but I agree with you. feels like a reach feels like a round too early. But in a shallow defensive line class, when they clearly needed someone, people were freaking out that they went corner rounds. There were a lot of people like, when are they going to get a defensive lineman? When are they going to get a defensive lineman? Yeah. And, uh, and so th- they addressed that. And I even asked Zach about, you know, kind of their draft strategy. And I was like, look, th- did you feel like he needed one on day two? And he, he kind of talked his way around it, but I, I think yeah. they might have to a degree because it, it is shallow. I mean, you look at it, if Winfrey's off the board, Josh Pascal was gone before their second round pick. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't like there are a lot of different options, um, you know, so I, I think that they, they got a guy that they think can come in and be that three tech and, and be productive. And they won't say this, even though they were asked it about replacing Larry Ogunjobi, but I think they think that he can do an admirable job at doing that. Now it'll be a committee. It's not going to be just him, but I think they can, they, they believe he can be productive from the jump. And I, and I think that's what he profiles to do at his size. That's what they'll ask him to do. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I do wonder about the versatility. He was very versatile at Florida. I don't think that necessarily translates to the NFL the other noteworthy thing for him, I would say, is very long, 33 and a half inch arms, huge violent, wingspan, strong hands. Yeah. So, so he can maybe use some of that to his advantage. Wingspan. 81 <laughs> yeah. inches. That's crazy. That's pretty, pretty long. We'll see if he can use that to his advantage. And I wonder what's going on with Perry Winfrey. Yeah. I wonder. So, in, in the second round, I thought it's going to be, it's, I, I was talking about Travis Jones quite a bit since he was Where still available. I was yeah. talking about Drake Jackson from USC who went one pick later quite a bit for the Bengals and they traded up and then he went one pick later. So he probably would not have been available had they not traded I up. See. Yeah, he would. Have, he went at 61. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And so I was surprised. I, I don't know what's going on with Perry Winfrey. And yeah. I, I was also surprised by Zachary Carter. That wasn't one of the names – that I had pegged for the third round. I was thinking Kingsley Anikbari, who's still unpicked, Perry mm-hmm. and Winfrey, who's still unpicked, Charlie Kohler, and I think they're going to go tight end next. I think tight end is... is. Don't spoil it. 
We got to get to that next. Speaking of next, don't spoil but it now. There's other positions too. I thought Sean Ryan was a no possibility, way. and then Sean Ryan got picked before the he Bengals did. had a chance to pick. And yeah. John Murray Sawyer still available. Marquise Hayes mm-hmm. still yeah. available if they're interested in on interested in addressing the offensive line, the interior of the offensive line. But overall, I would I would give day two a B minus without knowing more about Zach Carter, Zachary mm-hmm. Carter. I guess we don't know what he prefers. Do you know what he prefers? Zach. Let's we're calling him Zach. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch him yet. Watched a little bit of Cam Taylor Britt, and I think he should be a solid NFL quarter corner. I need to see him play a little bit more man to get a better feel for how that part of his game works. But mm-hmm. I, I think he should be a solid NFL corner. Mm-hmm. It does kind I, of put to rest the dream that I was perpetuating all morning on Twitter for those of you that follow me that Dax Hill will get a chance to play outside. Seems like this kind of puts that to bed. Probably, you know, um, which is fine. Like, I, I understand, you know, why you would want to use him as like the Swiss Army knife type guy anyways. And, and I think that's the part of it is he can do so many different things. And now you have a guy that can come in and be that fourth corner. And uh, that doesn't mean he's not going to be on the field a ton. And I think that's the fun part. And it's going to be the really intriguing part about how Lou Anarumo works these guys because they've drafted a lot of defense, believe it or not, during his time. Not this early and not this level of talent. So it's going to be interesting to see. Will they continue to go with defense, 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 or will offense rise to the top? We'll talk about tight ends, offensive line, and more on what the Bengals could do on day three of the draft. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bars because I got to be honest, it's the NFL draft. Okay. I've spent a ton of time here. Feels like it's, you know, NFL media boot camp. All right. So I've been at Paul Brown Stadium and I'm not complaining, right? Dream job, not saying that. Been at Paul Brown Stadium a long time, right? And back to back days. And you need a snack and you don't want to eat chips and you don't want to eat unhealthy stuff. And I'm still getting my workouts done in the morning and all of that stuff. Well, guess what? I need protein. And Built Bar has helped me get through the 2022 NFL draft up to this point, and they're going to help me on Saturday as well as you're listening to this. So you need to check them out right now if you haven't at Built.com. And they have protein bars that are covered in 100% chocolate, high in protein, low low in sugar, low in calories. And they also have puffs. They're protein-infused marshmallows. They taste amazing, also covered in chocolate. All the chocolate, 100% chocolate. This isn't some crazy, ridiculous concoction. No, no, no. It's real, and it's almost too good to be true, but it is true. So check it out at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we talked about it yesterday. This was the scenario, starting with a guy like Dax Hill, where you could yep. see three straight defensive players, and then our foresight was rewarded as the Bengals picked three straight Bengals players. But maybe to your chagrin a little bit, James. I will say this. You talked about the competitiveness 
mm-hmm. of Cam Taylor Britt excited for the competition in camp mm-hmm. with Eli Apple. Forgot to mention that earlier because it sounds yeah. like he will be very motivated to to go to battle, as it were, in training camp. Yep, and, and I, I will say I talked to Dax today. He's competitive too, and he he's got that. And we can have more time, you know, to talk about. But he's got that quiet calmness about yeah. him, much like a Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, where they don't necessarily say a lot, but man, just calm demeanor. Just it's yeah. never too big for you type stuff, which, which I really like. But no, I agree. I'm excited for Cam Taylor Britt and uh, the competitive part of it. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I might give Cam Taylor Britt the edge already in that department against Eli Apple. You never know. It'll be interesting to watch. I'll say this as well. I watched two games of Daxton Hill this morning. Dax Hill this morning. Man, that's going to be tough. We watched two games of Dax Hill this morning, and he does not look like a box corner to me. I think he's a free safety. Box safety. Box corner is not a position. I'm still sick, guys. I'm doing my best here. Doesn't look like a box safety to me. Looks like a free safety and corner. And that's a versatile piece that you like. That's that's the Tyran Matthew, Devin McCourty. He was comp to Devin McCourty coming out of high school, by the way. Interesting. He was a five-star, by the way. Turned down Nick Saban in Alabama. Went back and forth in his recruitment and was the top-rated safety recruit in the country. Hardly added weight in Michigan, which makes you wonder about his frame a little bit. Anyway, what we teased for this segment, James, was not talking about the defensive backs the Bengals drafted, but I'll take responsibility for that one as we look ahead to day three. Three straight defensive picks has mm-hmm. me thinking if you could get bet online odds for the next Bengals pick, yep. I would I would say tight end. But I think there's a chance it's an offensive lineman, and I think there's a chance it's it's a wide receiver. Yeah, baby. And yeah, baby. Who knows how they feel about running back, quite frankly. Like it, that would that would not shock me. It, it wouldn't would surprise not me a little stage. bit. I think it's lower on the priority list, though. Agreed. And, and no, and honestly, I think it, defense could still be there. Like, I, 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 you never know. I mean, you, you look at some of these names that are there. We already talked about Perry and Winfrey. And, you know, maybe he's just lower on their board because of a medical issue. If he's still there, do you just say, man, the competition's great. Let's do it. Uh, Tariq Woolen, we talked about him, how he tested. It, isn't, it was insane. And, and, you know, Kobe Bryant's still there. Zion McCollum's still there. Um, so you, you just never know. My guy smoke Monday in round seven. That you know, you never know. Maybe he'll be there. Um, Kingsley and Ibarra, you met, you mentioned him. You know, if he's still there, I pick one twenty six. I think it's one or no, one thirty six. It's one thirty six. You know, it's like oh well, maybe. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think offense. I think we're going to see Brian Callahan a couple times. They have four picks left. Uh, I this is where probably you get the balance. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two to two. It might be three to one. Uh, you know, and, and then that way it's four defense, three offense. Um, I'm going to give you a name, two names, because okay. I know you're going to you're going to talk about tight ends. But to me, uh, Khalil Shakur, and I might have butchered it, but out of Boise State, would make a ton of sense. He can return, right? Six foot tall. He's not five eight like Wandell Robinson, who went earlier than anybody could have projected. By the way, yeah, uh, <laughs> to the Giants. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Shakur, I, I think would be an interesting one. And then the other one, and, and this is, this would strictly be like, if the medicals checked out and everything, if Justin Ross is just still there, is there any shot? Like, is there any shot they look at him and like, cause obviously the talent dude's a freak 
and he's he had the was it a heart condition? He had a bunch of stuff that he was going through at Clemson. Former teammates with T. Higgins, dude. I mean, if you can get him, and it, like your medical team's cleared him, it might be might be worth taking a flyer on for sure. But that's probably why he's falling is because a lot of teams probably haven't haven't cleared him. Yeah, I I don't know what's going. The medical stuff it's it's hard to say, and and it's I don't tough. know what it is for Perry and Winfrey either. We saw Nicobe Dean take a precipitous fall. We saw Travis. And it was medicals for him. Uh, it, it was, was medical. medicals for Dean, for sure. We saw um, the defensive tackle, Connecticut, Travis, Travis, Travis Jones, Jones. Uh, take a big fall. Lance, Lance Zerline, before day two started, tweeted, this is what I think. This is where I think players will go. And he thought that Travis Jones would go near the top of the second round. Not the third round. The top of the second round. Mm-hmm. Khalil Shakir from Boise State is interesting. It's Five, Shakir. Okay. 5'11", almost five, almost six foot, just shy of six foot tall. Although it is pro day, he measured a half inch taller. Go figure. See? See? Six foot, baby. The the favorable tape measures of Boise State. 196. Nah, nah, that, that's his that's his, his tender height. See? That's just, yeah. that's just different. Six you, foot. You, got to round up. You, yep. <laughs> Jumped better at his pro day. The, the only thing that misses for the Bengals where they would have to give him a pass is his three-cone doesn't, doesn't pass their three-cone threshold. And so from a threshold perspective, looking at their history, that's the only one. But on day three, as we talked about with Joe, they're willing to overlook a thing here or there. The other flag for him is the drop rate. Highest drop rate, highest career drop rate for any receiver in our spreadsheet. Uh, so something to, something to be aware of, I'd say 11.5% man drop rate. That's, that's like Jake drop rate. That's not good. The only thing I could do is catch. Uh-huh. I mean, unless we're talking about names <laughs> in which case, yeah, about 11 and a half percent for sure. Uh, so I, I think that would be an interesting name. Justin Ross, man, that one's tough. That one's tough. It's I mean, he was, a, he was going to be a, a first rounder. Like he was, like he was a freak. And then he tested really poorly. So yeah, that, that's just tough. You know, he was really good at a young age. I love Justin Ross, his freshman year at Clemson. I remember watching him his, his as a true freshman and thinking, man, I want this guy in the NFL. And his career has had some bumps. And so, yeah, that's a big, we'll see, I'd say. As far as tight end, we, we said we'd talk about tight end a little bit. Char- Charlie yep. Kohler. The guy that yep. uh, Joe and I picked in the what will they do mock? Daniel Bellinger, still available. Jelani Woods was picked, of course. Greg Dulcich, Dulcich was picked. Trey McBride picked. And I wonder if Trey McBride was available in the second round, what they would have done, yep. given the reports that they were very interested. And Jeremy I, Ruckert has been picked. And I expect yep. we'll start to see some more of these guys start to come off the board. But Daniel Bellinger is the name that stands out to me if Charlie Kohler is picked and. Between the two, Charlie Kohler is a guy that would go earlier, according to consensus. Although we have seen on day two that the consensus has started to be followed much less, which is what we kind of expected. More more unpredictability as things go on. Anyone else at tight end before we talk offensive line quickly? Um, well, I, I think it's insane. I don't know what the Jets are doing at the tight end position because they signed Tyler Conklin after signing CJ Uzama, right. and then they draft Jeremy Ruckert. And uh, 
you know, I actually like what they've done overall. You know, yeah. you get Sauce Island over there, and you, I, I like the running back that they got, believe it or not. I think you're just, you give this guy as many weapons as you can in, in Zachary Wilson. Like, that's awesome. But the downside of it is, why do you need so many damn tight ends, and why are you stealing them from the Bengals? They take Uzama. The Bengals try to get Conklin. Doesn't happen because they sign him. And then Ruckert, who we would be talking about right now as a potential option in round four, is gone. Uh, not, and, and who knows? Ruckert might not have been good, but he might have been good. You talk to people at Ohio State, they're pretty high on him. And I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about people you know, that cover the team like, man, yeah, he could play. So it's uh, it's one of those things. I don't know. It's, I guess it's tight end NFL over there in uh, East, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised they, they might have gone tight end instead of Zachary Carter, but clearly they felt that if it was a tie, hypothetically, the tie goes to the defensive interior need that they had. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Jeremy Rucker was going to get to the fourth round pick for the Bengals. Probably not, uh, but maybe. Yeah, it's funny. And I didn't think he'd go to the Jets. God. No. Also, the <laughs> Cardinals... The Cardinals, Cardinals took Dulcich? Trey McBride. No, they, Trey they McBride. took McBride. That's right. The, I mean, the they, Broncos they, took Dulcich. They which traded for actually Ertz. is pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Sure. Yeah, they just signed Zach Ertz to an extension. Yeah. And then they, yeah. And Max Williams, I think, got another. I mean, Tight less, less important, but. Yeah. I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. This is a Bengals show, however. So let's talk offensive linemen a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the, the biggest name, yep. I think, and I don't think he'll be there when the Bengals pick is Jemery Sawyer, was not an athletic tester, but played tackle at Georgia pretty well. Yep. Just under 22 years old, consensus 85th. Just one consensus spot worse than Sean Ryan, who was picked. Sean Ryan was consensus 84th. Darian Kennard, depending on how they feel about his comments about vaccines and whatnot, which he talked about at the Combine. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that would weigh for the Bengals at all. And there's there's actually a bunch of guys when, when you start to look a little bit deeper. Well, Marquis, Donovan West, West Lysita Smith are the ones that, mm-hmm. that really jump out to me. Yep, and they need to address offensive line. All right, so yeah, I've been nice and all this stuff about um, you know defense and stuff. If the Bengals are going to win the damn Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, the offense is going to carry it. All right, and... And so they need to add another lineman and someone that they feel like can compete at that left guard spot, period, period. Like yeah. that's not up for debate now. And I'm not, we'll save all the other stuff for another, you've got to, have to, have to, have to. And so, um, you know, we'll see if they do that. You know, it, it's, it would have been one thing if, you know, Linderbaum made it there and then they passed on him. It would have been one thing if Cam Jurgens made it to them in round two and they passed on him. That stuff didn't happen. And uh, so that didn't, so I can't say, oh, well, you should have taken this guy or this guy. But for example, if Jemery Sawyer is there, or Sawyer is there out of Georgia, like he literally walks in and is probably just playing left guard at a pretty high level. Like I, you, re- you read the evaluations on him. And so that's a guy that you, you look at. Donovan West is a guy we talked about at length last week and, and you know, or earlier this week. Yeah, earlier this week. It's only Friday uh, as we record this or Saturday. It's Saturday morning now. But, um, yeah, that would be a guy that, you know, potentially target, but they need to get one in, in uh, at least one on day three. So oh, I, I don't know if you had to pick positions and we could, we can end it here positions that you want to see addressed for me, it would be offensive line at least once. 
I would say offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, edge. Like in a perfect world, those would be the four spots. That's the four picks for me, I would say. Um, and not and not in that order necessarily. And it yeah. doesn't have to be like in the seventh round with the two sevenths, you really just take a guy that you think could maybe make the team. Um, but with those fourth and fifth rounders, I'm going to need an op- – it's probably an offensive lineman and a tight end, to be honest with you, unless there's someone that just screams value. Gets a little bit tougher with having traded the sixth-round pick. I was surprised, like I said, when you made fun of me for saying a full pick. I was surprised they gave up a full pick. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised. Whatever. Their sixth-rounders outside of Chris Evans don't really do much. It's okay. For sure. But like I'm talking – I'm thinking about doubling up at corner or doubling up at interior defensive lineman with a guy like Curtis Brooks specifically. I don't know who the corner would be. Maybe you gamble on – uh, they've met with a bunch of late-round corners. Tony Adams, Jack Jones, and Jasir Taylor, all guys they met with that mm-hmm. are late-round corners. But I, I'd be interested to see if they look to double down at corner yeah. or interior defensive lineman or if there is an edge rusher they like. I think we're mostly past the edge rusher phase where there are guys that I really like, but Isaiah Thomas, the guy they met with who's still available, is a, ga- uh, a name to keep an eye on, I think. There are a bunch of interior defensive linemen that they met with as well that are going to be available uh, on day three that I think need to have their eye. You need to keep your eye on as well. Curtis Brooks, of course, at the local pro day, the Bengals have had plenty of exposure there. That's the guy that we've been talking about nonstop. And I think that's pretty unlikely at this point, but if Perry and Winfrey falls, do they go back to back like they did with linebacker? Maybe. uh, I mean, if Winfrey's there and it's just like, man, I wouldn't blame them. You know, that's crazy. Depends on why he's falling. Really? Uh, they also met with Matt Hensington from Wisconsin, Haskell Garrett from Ohio State, and Eric Johnson from Missouri State. On it would probably be medicals because I don't know what else it would be. It's yeah. not an on-field play, so always hard to say. I would say of uh, the tight ends remaining that they've talked to, Isaiah likely, Nick Muse, and Grant Calcaterra are the ones that we have tracked that they've had meetings with. There might be more that we're unaware of, but as far as what positions I'm interested in. Tight end offensive line, probably top of the list. And then wide receiver and doubling down somewhere on defense, probably. I think at this point, the edge train, the edge ship may have sailed unless it is uh, Isaiah Thomas. But that would probably have to be in the fourth or fifth. So we'll see. I think a couple offensive picks could be coming up, though, on day three. Yeah. No, I, I think they have to, you know, I think that's just at some point they're going to have to do it. And, and again, I keep looking at, uh, is, is Kingsley Bar still there or is he gone? He's there. I believe, right? I believe he is still unselected. Yeah. But will he make it? Sure. Uh, but that I would be, think he would be the favorite to be one of the top 10 players picked tomorrow. That would be, that would be an example though, uh, of uh, a potential where you go edge. Um, yeah. That being said, offensive line. Now, now's the time where I'm like, okay, I get it. It didn't. The board didn't fall your way, but let's find an offensive lineman that can come in right now. And I don't think it's hard. I think, for example, Jackson Carmen, third to fourth round pick. They reached on him last year. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Deontay Smith was a fourth round pick. He's going to be in the mix to compete for that job too. Trey Hill, sixth rounder. You can find a guy in what we think is a pretty deep interior line class that can yeah. come in and compete with those guys. I, I really do believe that. And it's probably at pick 136. So hopefully they uh, they can find a guy to do that. Yep. 
And we talked about it last week, or with Joe earlier this week, perhaps the position that they appear to have punted on, at least for now, is edge rusher, which you mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see if they continue to kick that can down the road in this stacked, I'd say pretty stacked, edge rusher class. They had a chance in the first round if they wanted to, went with Dax Hill instead. Totally get that. They had a chance after trading up in the second round, but they had a target in mind. Totally get that too. And so that's another one I think that as you point out, definitely worth keeping an eye on. You're talking about Ebicady in the first round? Yeah, Ebicady is probably the the primary name in, gotcha. in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get taken hell over him. But yeah, I get I get why you'd mention it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably in the conversation. You have to pick one, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're gonna get a, a versatile secondary piece or an edge rusher, and they clearly love Hill, especially yeah. Andrew Johnson. I would have taken Ebicady over, you know, Andrew Booth Jr. For what it's worth. So. Sure. Day three. Coming up tomorrow. The grind of the draft for James continues. The grind of the draft for you, the viewer, the diehard Bengals fan, continues. And our coverage continues. No days off on draft week. At least not yet. We'll be back Saturday night or Saturday afternoon whenever day three ends with a recap of the Bengals draft. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.